0: Let's go now, a little life out here. What the hell's going on out here? It's a lot of fun.
1: Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast as usual. I'm your host at Steve NFL on the Twitter box and of course follow the group at UK Packers. And this isn't a normal week. I want to be getting on here and dissecting the Patriots game. But I think, um, and my guests will probably attest to this, I think the one sole review of the Patriots game is... eh. I have on the uh, podcast, we're going to talk all about London Steve. Stevie Steve! Sparks. I'm not talking to myself. Our accents are quite different, Steve. Hello to be sure. Oh, you worked with Irish people, didn't you? And that's how you know how to speak the vernacular. I think that's how you understand me.
0: I used used to live near Kilburn, so that was packed with Irish at the time, back in the 70s.
1: Yeah, showing your age. Um, Stephen is very young. He was talking about in his uh, past life. Steve, (coughs) listen, right? Uh, You're a great man, an awesome Packers fan. I like to call you a good friend. But, but, parenting. Not on your strong point. You have a kid, Steve, who's a Vikings fan. And the thing is, Steve, <sighs> you can, no, hold on now. You can point the finger at everybody else, but to allow that purple nonsense, you show me a picture now and I'm even more saddened. If you allow that into your household, Steve, that is a, a colossal failure on your part. And not only that, and I think the, it's important for the listeners to know some sort of a disclaimer here, is you actually purchased with your card and real name. Items from the Vikings Pro Shop. So, Steve, explain yourself.
0: I can't. <laughs> I, th- I, I can't. thought that was buffering just, and lag I, on the
1: call, but no, it's just you. No, no,
0: it's just, just, it's just, uh, he, he said to me, you know, I've got twin boys. One's, mass, one's a massive Packers fan. The other one came and he sat down and he said, it's true, absolutely no word of a lie. He said, Dad, with Forty said, I need to have a chat with you. <laughs> so said, I need you to sit down. <laughs> we don't know where these things are going. I'm thinking... Mm-hmm. Pregnancy, yeah. Maybe. He said, "Dad, I've thought long and hard about this. I'm still heading down that route." And he said, "Dad, I really like the Vikings." And um, but the irony is, so the jersey we got. So just to show how hopeless the Vikings are over here, uh, limited jerseys. Eric Kendricks, yep. About he's about to finish his contract. Thielen about to finish his contract. Mm. Randy Moss, how desperate are you are still selling Randy Moss jerseys. Um, cousins, meh. Uh, Justin Jeff yeah, That's and awesome. they all jump yeah. on that. And then, so my son wanted one. He said he wanted something just a bit different, not hip, just different. Uh, and the Vikings over here, the, the NFL shop, said, we can't get you any. We, we 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 cannot get any other jerseys in this. So hence why I go to the Viking shop in America, yeah. and we get, there was only one other to go for, mm. Lewis Seen, first round pick. So there's a bit of karma there with my son, supporting the Vikings, wearing the only Lewis Seen jersey, in the stadium mm. I'd and rather he wasn't seen
1: and see, yeah seen not nowhere no to be seen yeah I like it see when you get two dads on the podcast this is what happens right yeah. you're just gonna have to deal with it Steve alright that's what happens when you have kids it always strikes me that that's the way it is when families own businesses and there's a multi-million dollar business and the kids are like I want to do something different and you're like going yeah okay you could be handed a, a million dollars but that's fine you go do what you want to do, which if you did own a business, Steve, I think it'd be uh, quite understandable to cut him out because uh, he makes questionable decisions. But look, this is, I'm not dumping on your Q, He's probably a very smart guy. This no, is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not street smart, anyway. he's living in a house full of Packer fans and he sees the quality of football. Look, we can wax on for days. Let's not roast your son too hard. Now we're going to talk about London, Steve, because you were on the podcast before, it got a rip-roaring review, Uh, people were very happy with it, and that was more centred around how much tickets were, what your expectations around tickets were, when was the best time to get them, where to get them, uh, things not to do, what to look out for. At this stage, uh, Steve, we can still go down that rabbit hole of where to get tickets, but we're going to park it now because, again, this comes out. It'll be Thursday, Friday, um, and people will be just gearing up to go to the game. You've been at pretty much every, if not every, International Series game, am I right? Um, every So, including last weekend. So, you went back there. You've, you've done your recon. You've got prices. You've got all of the information that people could want to know literally a couple of days ago. So, we're going to pick your brain here um and you can direct to steve whichever way you want to go and i'll just give you sort of a gentle prodding way uh, as we (laughs) kind of go along and before we get there and if you'll indulge me right i want to talk about transport because this is causing an awful lot of angst out there can you explain to people steve this railway strike uh whether it impacts people on the tube in london what day it impacts people where it doesn't impact people and what they need to do uh you know, to get around this strike, if it is even applicable, because people are thinking that it's on the tube. But my understanding is, Steve, that it doesn't impact the tube in London on any of the days.
0: Does not impact the tube. The tube will Brilliant. be running absolutely normal. Um, we had a look because they had the strike again last weekend. We had a look and the Sunday services, by and large, were running. Mm. Um Obviously, there's still one or two trains that aren't in the right place. But the vast majority, certainly from where I, where I am in, um, in, in Swindon, the trains from Bristol, the West Country, running up into London, were pretty much all... Running, um, you might have the odd cancellation. So, it, and afterwards, um, everybody was clearing out the stadium on the trains. It was all good. So, uh, I can't guarantee if you're travelling from Newcastle. I mean, it's amazing where so many people travel from—from from Newcastle or from Barrow or from Penzance. Um, I, I can't guarantee that there won't be a, some disruption. They do. It's amazing. We had some guys. I sat with some guys one year, and they drove from Sunderland down to the get London for the game and back every time. And that's, what, a five-hour road trip. Yeah. Um, But my understanding, Steve, is that the trains
1: are criminally expensive anyway. So if they were to get down, does it not cost something wild like £200 for a train?
0: The Sundays aren't bad. The Sundays are a lot cheaper. Um, No. Well, I think... What do we get? Let me just see. I think we've got... um, We've got a... We're going up on Sunday on the train. There we go. So I'm I'm, I'm living the dream. Um, (laughs) And... We will be, I think it works out for the four of us. It works out about 103 quid from that's Swindon, not which is bad. about 80, 90 miles out. Um, yeah, so so not so not bad. Yeah, here we go. I'm just looking at my on my phone for my, yeah, so my mates have just put tickets for Sunday, have a day returned, but seats reserved, da, 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 da. total costs, including booking fees, £110. Pounds, so that's for four of us. So and pe- and I, can't
1: so stress, I can't stress the effort there because Steve had to put on his reading glasses, and he had to operate his phone <laughs> uh, with his index finger. Um, so I mean, incredible. Now look, what what's sort of upsetting as well, uh, Steve, is that people who are further away and they were planning to come down on Saturday, so many Packers fans had to give up their tickets. Um, whether all of the, now I've seen, obviously, you know, from the group, I've seen sort of first hand accounts. There is an awful lot of spam accounts out there, so I would say to people to uh, be super careful about it. So Steve. We've made our way to the game. We know that the tube is running and all this type of stuff. But before we get there, before we actually get to the game, I just want to quickly mention the watch parties. The Hippodrome was sold out. Um, I still have people coming to me saying, oh, I've got, uh, you know, 20 tickets for it. I don't need them anymore. It's like, going, mm. you know, so it's late in the day now to be doing that. So kind of we're more locked in now. and more focused on Bloomsbury. There's a couple of tickets left for that. So the only things you have to pay for is the Hippodrome, uh, which was a fiver, um, and you get a free pint, and that's all out. So the Bloomsbury is seven, and that's an extra two quid. They lopped on for security. Um, so there's a few tickets left for that you don't have to pay for the Packers Pep Rally because that's being organised by the Packers and if you order your cheese head on Um, well then you can pick it up either at one of those watch parties and it's in the drop down for shipping or you can pick it up at the Pep Rally on Saturday and that's between half eleven and three in Belushi's um, on Saturday let's pause at Belushi, Steve Belushi's is not a big place I come to understand
0: yeah, it takes about two hundred. Um, okay. So a bit,
1: criminally it, <laughs> like a small, like Airwatch parties are two hundred. That's insane.
0: Yeah, it's partly the venues you get in London. If you if you then go go bigger, as you have found with Bloomsbury Lanes, they want they want to pony up a lot more money. And I think what the Packers organization will find out from this experience is that no matter what they think, they're international fan base is and how enthusiastic they are. They have they've they've they've, they've um misunderstood the extent of the support the Packers will fans will bring. Um the demand would exceed supply. Yeah. Um it, yeah, so this is all part of their learning experience.
1: Anything about Barrow and Banker? Isn't that one of them Barrow Boy and Banker?
0: Barrow Boy and Banker that's yeah, that's pretty good. That's a, that's a slightly bigger venue. Um you can you've got room to swing a cat in there. Um wow. That's all right. And there'll be a lot of Packers fans in there. And, you'd, you know, just go and start the conversation of great time. And that's pretty central. So um that, that was, that's OK. Um, but, yeah, they're not. <laughs> Do you know what I want to say at
1: this point, Steve? And you think it's a joke, I'm not. You said to swing a cat in there. I just want to reiterate, right? Uh, you cannot bring your cat to the meetup. I had an email from a guy who wondered could he bring his dog? to the watch party and I thought oh guide dog yeah that's fine and it wasn't a guide dog Steve but he was good with people but I had to unfortunately turn that offer down so Steve uh, you know they're the so Pepperelli's are free watch parties you pay in because we had to cap them at 200 uh, to go to show people the deal that they're getting with Bloomsbury Lanes there's bowling lanes there's London's biggest pizza and all this sort of jazz they were looking for 10 grand rental fee for that we knocked it down to 7 quid a ticket to be paid directly to them so that's a win in airboxes so we're going to talk about game day, so people who do have tickets. Um, number eight bar. Now, I see a lot of comments from people saying that number eight bar is expensive, that the points are eight quid. I just want to stress um, that number eight bar is a tailgating area for us. It was, a, it was a central focal point to send people because we needed one of them. I think uh, behind the scenes, Steve, an awful lot of people kind of think you can just put out a call to action anywhere and that people will just let you in. But to try to get any venue to commit, uh to you know being focused just on your fans it's it's difficult it's tricky some people look for a, a front up a lot of cash some other venues are too far out of the way or a little known some of them have awful reviews and all this type of stuff now i hear that the points are a quid in number eight bar if that's the case don't fret it's a meeting point and steve you're here to save the day right can you let us know like how many pubs are around the place and what would be your idea of how to sort of do it without having to as people have remarked, remortgage their house on eight quid pints. There's surely a cheaper option.
0: Yeah, so uh, there are loads of pubs around there. If you just want to go in a pub, go to a pub after the game or go to a pub at another time, they are rammed. They will be rammed. Uh, it's unusual at Tottenham that they allow street drinking. Mm. Uh, they close off the street in front of the stadium. is It's well policed. I've not seen any trouble, but... You're just people queuing in and out of the pubs. Uh, if you get in, you're, if you're sat down, you ain't coming out. Um, or if you do, you won't get back in. Um, so, you know, if you can get into a pub, fine. If, you, if you've got someone who's going in doing the, doing the buying for you, great. Um, personally, what we will be doing is well, you can either um, go to bring some beers up with you, um you know bring them up on the train and drink them outside that's not a problem or there's off licenses there the off licenses are open so for the benefit of our american audience that's for us that's just like a liquor store um and you can buy the you can buy the beers there for cheaper five pounds six pound you can a lot cheaper so those are your choices but you don't have to go in a pub there are many places to eat and drink outside great pie and mash shop uh, opposite the stadium, if you want the true uh, North London experience, um, the chip shop are just up the road. Um, I mean, they got masses of different types of food, but I, I keep banging on about the chip shop, even though it's now fourteen pound. And I hear people falling over. Oh. That, that's what it's going to be outside. But you get deep, you get, but that will fill you up. Those yeah. fish and chips will fill you up throughout the whole game, and that's important because inside the stadium, if you don't want to be paying for any more food. Of the fish and chips outside but i can cover that all we'll cover that all off about the inside stuff in a bit but outside loads of places to eat and drink the sainsbury's superstore which is to the uh, i don't know which way it is but it, it's to the the north of the uh northwest of the uh stadium that's still selling beers at supermarket prices and you can walk out with those and drink them. So but unless, provided you're not building a, a beer mountain, um, the police and everybody don't mind. So I, I would say if you want to go into the pub, go into the pub. You have to pay a premium because you're in the pub. Otherwise, go to the off-license and bring some of your beers up with you. Um, soft drinks as well. Um, and I said there's loads of places that be open, kebab shops, Lebanese shops, uh, every food under the sun, including if you go down Tottenham High Street, you have Tottenham Fried Chicken. There yeah. you go. Tottenham fried Tottenham. chicken
1: doesn't have the pizzazz of Kentucky fried chicken.
0: I haven't tried it myself. I don't know what the garnish might be. I mean, it may be, has it got like a hint of weed in it or, uh, <laughs> you know, motor oil. I'm sure it's tremendous. And, uh, but uh, yeah, so there's some, give you an idea of some of the innovations. Tottenham fried chicken.
1: Nice. But look, um, as we said, number eight bar, it's not meant to be a place that you go in, you stay in it, you have to pay the points. It is a focal point. We needed a home outside Tottenham because we'd organise the watch parties. And one of the biggest things we got asked was, is what, what about the people who have tickets? So we have to cater kind of to everybody. So if you go in there, there'll be a banner. They're doing deals. Now, it says it opens at 12. It actually opens at 9. So get this, Steve, and this sounds very appetizing. From nine till ten we've offered. So you can get a pint, any pint, I believe, for six pounds. And also you can get a burger and fries for six quid. That's in the first hour. So if you have a mad hankering for some big prime medium beef, you can do that from nine to ten and I pity your stomach. But maybe you're going to have a gaggle of pints and you need it. So there it is. So look, the going rate for pints around the place, Steve, I've been told number eight bar goes by their namesake. They have number eight pounds uh, for pints. Is that the going rate? Does it vary massively between pub to pub? Or would you just say, look, go to an offy, get your cans, get your tinnies, you know, get your spirits or whatever, and just enjoy the street atmosphere? What are we talking here price-wise?
0: Personally, I'd say enjoy the atmosphere and just just go with the flow. Um, I haven't been in many of the pubs because I couldn't get in them, Um, but I... We would just just for the ease alone, we're just going to bring some beers from your or get them from the off license. It's just you're not then queuing for 10 15 minutes to get to the bar um, and then navigate back out with your beers. So that's my preference. But hey, there will be an awful lot of pubs open. A lot of uh, so the off license is open, the um, cafes and restaurants will be open. There's lots of options, lots of options.
1: So picture this, picture this, Steve. I'm going to the game. I've got my rucksack. I've got it stuffed full of Packers memorabilia and stuff to wave at the stadium. Um it's a normal school bag, so you can't see inside. I rock up to security. What happens to me in that instance, Steve?
0: You get a big kicking. Um <laughs> no. So so what will ha- no <laughs> what will happen is um, the nfl does operate a clear bag policy just like it does in america mm. um they go to the for the dimensions and what it looks like go to the uh nfl uk website and type in clear bag policy but all clear bags must be no larger than 12 by 6 by 12 it is strictly enforced uh, you can use Ziploc freezer bags if i they just need to see the stuff that's inside it one time me and me and my um pack a supporting boy we had to spend the night in a hotel the night before. So we rocked up with our clear bag and inside was my shaver and my uh, pajamas. But hey, they, they, they let us in. That was fine because they could see inside the bag. This year they have, it's much better this year. They have a clear, they have a bag drop. So if somebody has a bag that's oversized or maybe you've got suitcases, etc. it is marked uh, opposite the corner pin pub, uh, very near to number eight bar. It says clear bag drop and you can go in there and um, I don't know whether they charge but you can safely leave your your bags and things there.
1: That's really decent then so that you're not going to get stuck because I'd imagine that's one thing, especially if you're going on a train or a bus on a long journey. And especially if you're doing it on the Sunday and you get there, yeah. that's something that would be easily forgot. I've nearly done it a lot of times actually going to Lambo because I'd always be going around with a GoPro or something like that. And you kind of yeah. forget uh, to do it. So, Steve, we've we've reached this stage. Do we go inside this? Do you want to go inside the stadium now and fill us in on, uh, food and Wi-Fi and uh, all that kind of stuff? Or is there anything else we need to know before we do so?
0: There is a there is a tailgate of sorts, uh, which is in the grounds of a school, uh, just opposite the stadium. Hmm. Um, It's not massive. It it, it's got some concessions and things in there. You know, pulled pork, etc. But to be honest. Uh, unlike Wembley, there's so many there's so many different types of food outside on the street. I don't really think it's needed to be honest, but but there you go. You can you could but there's a little queue for that. You can pop in there. Yeah. Um the, the yeah getting into the stadium uh, you will need to show your digital ticket. Uh, I messed up actually this year for the first game um, and I, down- I downloaded four digital tickets to me, to my phone, which I then found I couldn't forward on to my friends. Um, so what I did was we just took screenshots and amazingly, the, the screenshots got them in. So um, as long as you show the QR code, it was great. Bottom of the, st- hardly any queue. You can get in there from midday. I would suggest you go in there from midday. It is big inside uh, for those who uh, are used to Lambo. Uh, similar dimensions, although it's nicely walled off from the elements from the outside. Um, lots of lots of uh, shelves to put your beers. Lots of places to eat. Um, you, know, you go up the stairs. They zap you at the bottom. Uh, they go up to the to security gate. Uh, you walk through that, and then you're then you're in. Then you're, in. Mm. Um, you're in the outside, and you can just chill out there. Um, they're selling the programs at Atena. The the only this year, oh my gosh, they're so small. So they used to be these lovely B four size glossy program fantastic they've halved it it's now like an a5 landscape booklet and everybody for the same price funny enough mm. and everybody's going what the so and so is that but at least you get to see this is one other thing actually i would say is if you're not going to buy the program download the um depth charts so you know all the numbers of your players uh, i know at some packers games they get that handed out you won't get that handed out here um the the pro- I would say about the
1: program and this is just me being a minimalist right is that do you, do you need to spend a tenner on it what are you going to do bring it home and shove it in a drawer and then look what are you going to do take it out every so often and look back at it although I say that now Stephen you probably have bought every program and you have them neatly stacked on your bookshelf do you
0: no, I bought the first three and then I had the same thought as you. So what we do now is we just we just um, download the um, a copy of the depth chart. So we've hmm. got all the players' numbers and bring that with us if you want to check up on a player. Uh, I probably will get the Packers one just as a bit of uh, memorabilia. Um bit of a keepsake. Yeah, yeah. Speaking
1: of, Steve, and I'm going to cut across you because that's just i Irish and that's what I do, right? Is that uh, with the likes of the programmes and stuff, where is your head at with, uh, when the Packers fly in? Because we've been sent on, including by you, by the way, you Sherlock Holmes, is uh, what flight the Packers are coming in on. Are you a man who would go to Heathrow to try catch them on the way in? Or would you be standing at a certain exit or entrance or wherever on, on when they're on their way out? Or is it just going to be them stuffed onto a bus and shipped to the airport?
0: Well, they, they, they'll be, they be coming through customs at seven o'clock in the morning. So no, I ain't going to be at Heathrow for that. Hmm. Um They might drop them off at Gatwick because it's a verging Atlantic coming in, but I think they'll drop them at Heathrow. Um, Then uh, then they fly out. Uh, Don't quote me on this, but it does tend to be Stansted because that's the um, nearest airport after the Tottenham game. Uh, They tend to just ship them out to Stansted and they fly out from there. Sometimes um, fans can get, can see a player or two there as they're going through. Um, but yeah, so so for me, players land. I think they're personally, I think they should have flown out a couple of hours later, having done their Green Bay flight home. Um, I think they should have left about half seven uh, local time in America. Then they're a bit sleepy. You, you literally get on the plane, crash out, sleep, get the other end and you, you, you beat a lot of the jet lag. Um, but they're landing at seven, then they're just going to have a regular day, um, meet the, Matt meeting the press in the morning. After practice, uh, Aaron's going to meet the press uh, and that will be it. So they should be pretty, pretty tired. Um, I think for anybody who's worried about them coming over on the Friday, I wouldn't. The Vikings came over on a Friday and won. The Patriots have come over on a Friday and won. Uh, I think the secret is to um, stick to your normal schedule as much as possible get the players as tired as you can on the Friday nights so have a good sleep after they've had a sleep Saturday night Sunday their heads pretty much in the game and they'll, okay, they'll be okay with it yeah. um, the worst one we had which was the Ravens uh Jim Harbour has vowed never to fly into the international game again. Uh, they looked punch drunk for three quarters because he kept them, even when they came over, he kept them on American time. Uh, yeah. And it was, of course, with, with the, you, you're human beings, you react yeah. to the light. Yeah. They yeah. were proper, they looked drunk for three quarters. Uh, and then they woke up in the fourth quarter, and you can clearly tell it was just jet lag. They got That abs- was when they got whacked, something like 55-3 by the Jags. So I won't, be, I'm, I won't be too worried if Lear's done it before. Some of the players have done it before. Um, it's, uh, the secret is try and get, as soon as you get on the plane from Green Bay to coming coming home, skip any meals or things, put them eye mask on put the put the buds in your ears and just crash out and it's amazing how much sleep you can get.
1: Well speaking of uh, gay crashing places here we're talking them um, pro shops, Tottenham pro shop so they go in at twelve Steve Is it an absolute nightmare at that time on Game day?
0: Yeah don't do it um there's the the shop's open on the saturday the shop's open during the week uh, they sell all the same nfl merch that you will get with exception maybe of the cheese heads which they are selling this week um they sell the same stuff that you can order an NFLShop.com. um order it off NFLShop.com. the queue was of biblical proportions again it must have been about an hour and a half before you got in the shop let alone having a look around yeah um even the click and collect for the first time. I mean, I mentioned to you before the pod started. You know, it's not difficult click and collect. It's you go in, give your name, give your ID, collect, and come out with a bag. So explain to me why it's taking 25 minute queue for people to go and click and click. Now I get some people ha- can't get around logistics. I get that. I absolutely get that. But if you can, I mean, it's a bit late now. I guess in the week, <sighs> avoid. Unless you want to waste an hour and a half of your life, avoid going into the club shop on the day of the game. Uh, And uh, although it's it's quite impressive, but I would avoid it on the day of the game entirely. Um, You're just going to waste a whole load of your time stood in a very, very long line. There's Disney-esque moments. You know, if if you've done Disney, you know what I mean. Oh, this queue's not very long. An hour and a half later, you found it's like all these mysterious... It wends its way down mysterious little side passages so that's my advice um that if you if you don't have to don't buy the stuff the the uh, when you get up onto the concourse after you've um after you've put you've entered the digital ticket there are some merch places available there anyway not to the same extent but they are they are around
1: yeah and they're probably selling cheese as i'd imagine but from the rumors that i see out there is that um, they're selling cheese sets for £60, whereas they're €60 euro on UK Packers. Don't Uh You'd swear I was a salesman or something. So we're inside the stadium. Uh, we get in at 12. We're having a couple of beers. What's the menus and stuff like in the stadium, Steve? I mean, can you get decent beer?
0: Uh, I'm glad you asked sax I'm just looking at on my phone for the pictures <laughs> I took. So... Um drinks uh let's do the soft drinks first pepsi max three set three pound 75 diet pepsi 375 tango 375 water 265 give you all a tip take secrete somewhere on your person (laughs) a plastic bottle cap because when they give the bottles to you um they obviously take the caps off so you have then of the drink uh, open, which then risks it falling over or going flat in case of the, the fizzy drinks. So secrete some on your person, uh, another bottle cap, and then you can put the lid on. Um, that's they, they do that so that people can stop throwing full bottles onto the onto the field. Uh, to be honest, I think if anybody could throw those full bottles onto the field and you'd see it if you're at the stadium, then frankly they should be signed up as our third string quarterback. <laughs> there you go. Um, lager. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know my thoughts on Beaver Town. So the Beaver Town Neck Oil. Ugh, um, neck that oil. There is a Beaver Town Bar next to the in-stadium brewery. That's worth seeing on the ground floor. You just look through some glass at big shiny tanks. Um, and they have gamma ray. That's okay. That's passable. So there's a Beaver Town Bar at one point. Otherwise, the alcohol is lager, unnamed, premium lager, Unnamed. So the 660, lager six sixty, premium lager six ninety. I think the lager is Heineken. Kind of difficult. It's a bit like that. Remember the, the old advert? Maybe before your time. The Coke versus Pepsi. The yeah, like yeah. blindfold people. You don't quite know what it is. So it could be anything. Craft A, which is definitely something like the neck oil, because it's bloody awful. That's six ninety. For me, it's a premium lager. Uh, then this year, new innovation we've got. I can't talk for the posh people in the in the club seats and what do you call it, the um, the premium seating and the and the Michelin dining and all of that boxes. But the uh, at our level with the with the with the orcs, um, they, they are serving wine, red or white. Ooh. Um, uh, Seven pound fifty. Now, I think if I ask for a Marble Sauvignon uh, or a Châteauneuf de Pape, I'll you be a little bit disappointed. Top. I am not going to try the wine at seven fifty, but I do feel on this pod, someone should give it a go and give us the review. Yeah, report back.
1: This is a point though where I pause, right? And all of them moaning about that it's eight quid a pint in number eight and it's six ninety in the stadium, which is a pound. Yeah. Now, I'm a small dude, right? So even if you had eight pints, which you'd probably end up ruining the game and chundering over the, the thing in front of you, you're paying an extra eight pounds. Is that what people are complaining about? Anyway. So, right, that's what about food, Steve? Can they get much food there? Is it the usual manky nachos for about £12?
0: I'll come on to food. I quickly need to finish off with something I forgot to say about the beer. So, some of the beer dispenses in normal plastic glasses the other though they've got like this one where they if you go on the long bar which is the longest bar in europe um they dispense it from the bottom and then Mm. they seal it with a magnetic disc yeah do not out out of curiosity poke the magnetic disc the law of physics and chemistry will happen you will get wet you will lose your beer Uh, and they have they have um special bins to put those with the magnetic disc and the things in it's it's interesting it's a novelty yeah. don't poke the bottom so in terms of the food what have we got so uh smoked new yorker hot dog 10.99 loaded nachos guacamole tomato salsa sour cream cheese sauce and jalapenos either with a chili beef or a vegan chili topping uh there's some chicken wings there's pasta salad the pizza okay not american size but the pizza is very nice that's about 12 quid so the chicken wings 9.99 the salads are from 10.99 the loaded nachos are from 10.49 um yeah and so it gives you that gives you a bit of an idea um my again if you want to do it cheap eat the food outside and then come in because it'll fill you up there is a couple of things to be aware of uh number one the bars stop serving alcohol at the end of the third quarter and open up at the end of the game Weird. now this conf- this confuses a lot of it's it, this confuses a lot of people well they don't want people getting too bearded up before they leave the stadium this confuses a lot of people People who aren't prepared for this. Those that are prepared for this, of course, what do you do in the third quarter? You buy double the beers. So hey. there you go, everybody. There's another little hint. Also at the end of the game, don't do what we had last year. Some some guy some guy went up to get four pints for his mates came back to walk out the stadium and was told not which is a shame because he was inside the stadium with four pints and his three mates were outside uh, oh. laughing at him so he, <laughs> so you can't you can have drinks outside you can have drinks inside you can't cross a rubicon you have to <laughs> one one or the other um, no amazing that little uh,
1: uh, little distinction
0: steve yeah important. the other thing is food so there is a there is a tactic a very simple tactic to the um to the getting served, uh, the, the food you're kind of stuck with because there's only so many of those. But for the drinks, if you see a concession with quite a queue, I kid you not, walk no more than 50 meters, 20 yards, you will come across another concession with hardly anybody there. It is a weird thing at this stadium. You can see a rammed up bar, you literally go around the corner, literally, and there's like hardly anybody there at all. Um, it's kind of similar to. Lambo, where at the ends of the stadium it's, it's an absolute mosh pit at the best of times, but you go a bit further round and it's less busy. Seriously they have so many concessions if you've got a queue that's more than six deep just keep just walk a little bit further and you'll probably find somebody where you can just almost walk straight up. It's, it's weird but the upper level's lesser, there's less of them, mm. uh, so you will have a bit more of a queue there, but they've got some other bars up there um, different mm. options. Um so that's the food we've covered that's good the drink advice. we've covered.
1: The main thing that I took from this Steve was is that you cannot buy points outside and cross that line to go inside or vice in, versa which is the difference versa. between peeing in the pool and peeing into the pool they're two very different things apparently that we can't transverse. Wi-Fi in the stadium can I send uh, videos of Aaron Rodgers whizzing touchdowns Steve reliably? It's
0: it's really good. Uh, no. Is it is it 5G? No. But you think you've got sixty thousand people all on their Wi-Fi. It mm. is very impressive. Um and it's improved. I don't know what they've done, but compared to the previous years, I was able to send WhatsApp videos to an extent mainly pictures were quicker, able to get those out very easy, text very easy, uh okay. fantasy football updates very important, particularly if the game's a blowout. Um that's those are those are I mean, we actually had some games at Wembley where the games were so bad that people were sat there drinking and we we're all on Game Pass watching another oh, game. the uh, anyhow, uh not me of course. Um but it was funny. Um so the Wi Fi is very good in the stadium. Um there's I won't I won't spoil everything. There's a there's a few little surprises that they have going on. Um uh, and, and and yeah, so it, you'll have a good time. I the main thing is that I've said to people bring a bottle if you want a soft drink just to and hide it on your person, bring in a bottle top rather. Um remember the bar shuts at the end of the third quarter. Don't poke the bottom of your of your pint. Uh, and if you want to find somewhere without a big queue just keep walking and you'll you'll find them. They're really good. Um the the other thing I do want to cover off is stadium etiquette people. Uh Since COVID, people have come back and they don't understand how to watch an American football game. And I'm not trying to be prissy or anything, but people sit down. Um, It is not a standing stadium, which the Vikings fans who tend to stand were a bit surprised at. Sit down. Um, So you will, the stewards will make you sit down. And if you refuse to sit down or fail to grasp the concept, you are chucked out. So we tend to find for the first 10 to 15 minutes people have stood up and then either the stewards will proactively uh, take it upon themselves to, uh, to, uh, to address the problem, or you can, and I've got it here, to report antisocial behavior, oh. text NFL, followed by the relevant issue, block and row to 07537 404 821.
1: The snitch line. You're giving people the snitch line. Why? What's wrong with standing, Steve? Just gets in everybody's way and it's not
0: a standing stadium. If you are it. a child, you can't see. If you're mm. a smaller person, you can't see. I'm not a child and I'm not small, but I do not want to be standing after I've paid a 100 or so quid for a ticket for three and a bit hours. Yeah. Sit down, people. We can all see it. Now, I appreciate that there are moments of excitement and people will stand up. That is fine. Otherwise, sit down. Also, when a, when a play is going on, Don't get up and chat to your mates. Wait till the play is over and then leave your seat. That's the other one I would say. No, basic courtesy to people around you. Yeah, Um,
1: because the other one we got as well, Steve, was, uh, and this comes from Americans who aren't overly familiar with just how uh, big the fan base is over here, particularly obviously for the Packers, is that we're like, oh, you know, you're going to be silent when we're on offense. And I think we're fairly savvy at that. When you look around the crowd, what are you expecting for the Packers game? Because, you know, we've saw the demand goes through the roof do you think it will be largely a Packers home game? I would say yes. But what do you see the mix being with seeing the game last weekend? And also, do you reckon the is the crowd too mixed with different fans, Steve, to actually observe the be quite an offense thing? Or has the crowd gotten an awful lot better recently and stuff like that?
0: Uh, every game is different. Uh, Atlanta, it, you could have been, there's more atmosphere on the moon. Uh, everybody was fairly neutral. This one for Sunday, I'd say 45% of the stadium was purple. Mm. Horrific. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of people in need of therapy, that was. Um, And I would say about 25% were Saints and then the rest were neutrals. They will cheer... There's not not an understanding amongst, certainly amongst the Viking fan base about... And I guess until you go to your stadium abroad you don't get it so if the, and i hope they do if the packers play roll out the barrel midway through the third quarter you're going to have 95% of the stadium going what the is that because they they just won't get it um i remember one year baltimore was part of their tradition in when they sing the national anthem there's one where they 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 accentuate the o so you're suddenly thinking Uh, I can't remember what it is. I won't sing it, but suddenly got everybody going. oh, what the heck was that? So I expect the local Packers fans to make a presence. They need to lead the crowd. So you will get us cheering on defence when the defence is going. You will go loud. You will go quiet. But you do need those Packers fans trying to make us, the local Packers fans guiding and trying to influence the rest of us. Um, You know, I was astonished. There was not one skull in... No, there was one skull inside the stadium on Sunday. I think it's not difficult, guys, to stand up, put your hands together and shout skull. Just didn't do it. So you don't know what you're going to get. They will cheer good plays. They will cheer excitement. So you get some of it. But compared to the Lambo experience, uh, not sure. Particularly if on Sunday, I, I think once we enter the third quarter, I, I fully expect us to be famous last words. I think we'll start to pull away at that point And then mm. uh, that that will obviously take a little bit of the heat out of it. I expect it to be significantly higher in terms of Packers fans. Um, I reckon it could be the highest ever. I'm expecting about 55% to be Packers fans, which is unheard of, but that's in part, that's also in part down to you and others who have been really working hard to give, get people tickets without getting ripped off um, to get other events going on. Um so I do expect it to be heavy on heavy in green and gold, as it should be.
1: Yeah. Well, here's hoping um, because, as you said, I don't think the Packers understand the following here. Uh, Now, look, we're closely linked with the Packers. We've great relationship with them. You know, we talked to Mark Murphy and all these other execs behind the scenes. They kindly offered us a pre-order on cheese heads and stuff like that for fans to be able to get their hands on the stuff before they go near the stadium, as you said, because the queue is pretty insane. And you can pick that up in Belushi's. Um, Now, people have asked as well, you know, what happens after the game when they come back? And I'll I'll let you handle how easy it is to get back into central London after the game. But before I say that is that we have two watch parties, I'll say again, Bloomsbury Lanes and the Hippodrome. And the plan is, is that Bloomsbury Lanes will kind of pack up. Um, at the end of the game, and then what we we'll likely do is we'll hit ha- anyone who's in Bloomsbury. You know, uh, we'll disperse home or do whatever they're doing. But my plan is is to go back to the Hippodrome and hang out there because Hippodrome. Then, so we're in Lola's Bar, which has a forty-foot screen uh, to watch the game, and then after the game is over, it opens up for the public, so you don't have to buy a ticket to come back to that. So if you don't have plans after the game, but you want to hang around more Packers fans to obviously celebrate the win, and I say that kind of on shaky footing as I look at Saquon Barkley's stats this season and us against the Um How do you get back to London, Steve, after the game?
0: Yeah, so again, for those who've got tickets, there is advice online. Um, there's also advice on the NFL UK uh, official website. Um, you'll either be walking back to Tottenham Hale Station uh, and take the Underground. Uh, they've got buses that will take you back into central London, which I think are free. Um, which a signposted just off the off the main high street. They have um, uh, the trains. So the trains. So if you if you get on immediately the White Hart Lane train station, uh, that is obviously the overground train nearest the uh, nearest the stadium. You could be waiting a little while. Uh, some people then go up to the next. Uh, Silver Lane, I think it is, is the next station up, which is about 20-minute walk. But they say, I've not done it, but they say it's a shorter queue and you get on the train and you have a seat before you go back through White Hart Lane. Northumberland Avenue, again, I've not done that one, but people I know who've been going to games have said they've had no problems within reason getting on the train, overground Train at Northumberland Avenue to take them back in. Um, the For those who drive, I'll just repeat what I've said before. Uh, if if you park north outside of the North Circular, so north of the North Circular Road, you'd see that on the maps. Uh, parking's free. The moment you cross over the North Circular, uh, it's event day parking. And the um, even if you park in some weird little street, the ticket the um, traffic wardens will find you and ticket you. There are places inside the North Circular that do. You have to pay, well, not too much, but you can park. Um, but I suspect you probably have to pre-book some of those. So we'd it last week, we just um, walked out of the stadium, 25 minutes up the road, crossed the North Circular, got in the car and um, drove home. And this week we'll be taking the train, but we're not going to rush away afterwards. We'll just um, stay for about half an hour, 40 minutes, um, and then catch whatever train might be trundling along after that. Um, and then get home. So, but they 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 do quite a few trains every few minutes as the game's going on. Um, so potentially, I guess we might be caught if they finish a lot of those for the evening. But they they still have trains running. Um, yeah.
1: Good. So I guess we've we've covered you know getting there. We've covered the Wi-Fi, the food, the prices, the clear bag policy, the fact that the queue is bananas um, at the pro shop uh, in Tottenham and stuff like that as well. I think that's nearly it, is it? I mean, is there anything else that you feel that people need to know before this weekend? No,
0: there's no smoking inside the stadium and amazing people do it and then they get chucked out. Um, And another one is with your spare drinks that they've learned from last year where uh, where there was some really hundreds of people throwing empty drinks um, glasses around. Uh, Not great. Um, which, of course, the NFL wouldn't report. But this year, they've got people coming around regularly collecting empty empty glasses. So please be classy people. Everybody's paid a lot of money to watch a game. Just uh, if you can't be bothered to take your empties out with you when you go to get your next lot, then at the very least, just hand it back to the, the people who are collecting the glasses um, and then let them take it out. I, I think that's pretty much it. I said I can't talk for the posh seats. Um, obviously, I would suggest you know, take a... Take some kind of indigestion tablets. You won't be used to the rich food uh, and the champagne. Um, Speak for and, yourself,
1: Steve. Maybe, maybe these people—that's all they do all day. is just you know, soiree around and get gout.
0: Yeah, m- maybe. Um, but um, you'll you'll have a great time. Some of you will see yourselves on the TV. Um, and uh, yeah, it, the weather's looking good for Sunday. I think it's what seventeen degrees, very light winds. Um, so you're not really going to get much better at this time of the year. Yeah. So, so there we go. Amazing.
1: Well, another uh, pretty good podcast. We're nearing 50 minutes now. So hopefully everyone got the information from that. But Steve, if they have any follow up questions, uh, you do have a granddad. Steve does have, you're not a granddad, but, you know, I'm just I'm really painting a picture here that you are wearing your reading glasses and you are operating your phone with your index finger. Where can they find you, Steve, if you do believe in that sort of technology?
0: Yeah, uh, my Twitter handle is at Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N Sparks, S-P-A-R-K-E-S 2, at Stephen Sparks 2. That's me. Well, there he is, at Steve Sparks 2. To like Mason Crosby if
1: you want to uh, annoy him and uh, do regularly. I think the your favourite tweets, Steve, are the ones that you receive very early in the morning, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, make sure that you send Steve uh, DMs and inappropriate <laughs> stuff as much as you can. Uh, as a thanks for coming on and, and talking to us all about it. And Steve, you'll be at the game. Uh, last question. What jersey of choice will you be wearing? Do you have Sparks 2 on the back of a jersey? So no. well, can spot
0: you? No. No, I'm going to be having my Rashan Gary Ooh, Jersey, nice. Uh, ra- yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my, my packer supporting son will have his Darnell Sauvage jersey. Savage. And and my buck supporting friend will mm. be wearing my. Brett Favre, Jersey.
1: At Steve Sparks too. Uh, cheers for checking in with us, buddy, as always. And hopefully people will get the value from this. Um, so you can catch me at Steve Diddy NFL on Twitter. And of course, I'll be at the watch party. So I'm not actually going to the game. I, I'm i a martyr, Steve. Get out the tiny violins. I gave away my game tickets uh, to Lucky Punters on Patreon.com forward slash UK Packers, where I'm also giving away uh, signed merch. So hopefully I'll see you an awful lot of you uh, this weekend. Uh, I'll be there at the Pep Rally on Saturday and of course the watch parties on sunday and then come back to the hippodrama party with us but go pack go see you later